0: Tuned into this episode of Pasty Performance Bite Size. So, this clip comes from episode number 177, so quite a while ago, with Aaron Coots. And in this episode, we talk about RPEs and collecting effective RPEs. And although it sounds simple just to ask people for a number, so many things need to be considered when. Collecting RPEs to get good data. But just before we do dive into this episode with Aaron, I want to say a big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today. So, if you're wanting a free solution to be able to collect, analyze, visualize, and present data to coaches, AMS Lite from Rock Daisy at rockdaisy.com. So, you're, you're, you're the RPE guy that people, people know you for. Where did the where did that journey start? What was the obviously given what you just said that was a, that was a kind of a uh, a tangent from that, but where was the kind of passion for that come from?
1: Yeah, that's um that's
0: actually that was totally
1: um accidental. That I think Carl Foster, with all, well Gunnar Borgs, the RPE guy, and Carl Foster is a session RPE guy. I think myself and, and Franco and Polizzi and a few others have sort of taken that and applied it. So with you know respect to the guys before us, but um, yeah, I um I was. Doing my PhD, I wanted to do an overtraining in team sport. And at the time, I I thought actually team sport athletes overtrained. Um, I don't know how wrong I was at the time, but I needed a way to do a model to team sport athletes. Um, And I remember the actual day, the exact day I did it. I was in the old days when we used to visit libraries each week before it was all online. Um, I just picked up a book called Running Injuries and found this obscure chapter um, written by Cole Foster, and it came up with the session RPE method. And I remember sitting down in in, in that actually library and reading, I thought, well, this is exactly what I can use to measure training load or load at least in in rugby league or team sports. Before then, there was heart rate and that was uber expensive at the time, totally impractical. Um, And I I didn't know how I was going to do my research design. So, and that's how I accidentally, I used that for several years before I actually decided to, to validate it and put some scientific underpinnings and it was from a practical point of view, it was too good to be true. And initially, it used to get heavily criticized for its subjective, and actually, now is the strength of session RPE. Um, and so that was the late 1990s. Um, I accidentally met Franco and which who's also did a lot of work with, um, at a conference, science and football conference in Portugal in 2002. And at the time, Franco couldn't speak English. I definitely couldn't speak Italian, but we managed to, to talk about the research or the work we're doing in Session RPE. Different sides of the globe, it was almost the same. Um, and we decided to collaborate on some of the validation work that, that's been done. So that's a bit of a background of Session RPE. Um, for me. So I accidentally found it, used it for years practically before we actually published anything on it. Um, I know, it, you know there's, there's people for and against it, but from my point of view, the robustness, when it, when it measured properly like any, any tool should be, it's a very good tool of, you know, psychobiological stress and for, in my personal opinion, it's probably the most valid global indicator of load and the best thing about it, it's free and it, it doesn't take much more than a little bit of discipline to measure properly. Um, but I do see many people not measuring it properly
0: so let's let's dive into that a little bit so what what do you see people how do you see people measuring it and what is the what is the ideal from your point of view
1: yeah if you, you know you follow some of the basic rules of psychometrics or any measuring psychological measures you know you sh- you should anchor and I've not seen too many places that anchor anchor football players in particular you have how you know the upper and lower limits and um anchor them against um you know what they should be familiar with and understand the scale, how to use the scale according to the rules of, of Borg, which are published. I also see them asking people in front of other people. They use, many people use non-validated scales, and i might be a bit academic here, but it's quite, e- just as easy to use a validated scale as a non-validated scale. Um, so I think, you know, asking them, you know, the question properly, phrasing the question, ask them to give the descriptor, then the number. It only takes a couple of seconds to do and a bit of effort and, and um, you know, be meticulous in your preparation and you get really good data. But um, the problem with it is, I suppose, you don't get the good data until you use it for a long time. And, and that's when the more you have, the more valuable the
0: data becomes. So when, when you say a long time, how, how long is a long time? Yeah, well, how long's a piece of string is the answer, but you know, like once you get a lot of
1: data, you can contextualise other other responses to whether that be wellness, performance, injury. Once you start getting enough sample to, you know, uh, and that's and also being able to handle that and visualise that effectively, that's when it becomes quite useful. But Early on, it's just a lot of work and people are all worried about annoying athletes, but if you give feedback back to your athletes on how it's useful, some cross-sectional, how it relates to themselves, you get buy-in early. Um, we've been using it now for 15, probably 20 years, um, and, you know, I, I, I think it's a very effective tool. Um, the technology alongside that is also very useful um, and it's Probably made us a little bit brainless. You know, we can just put in a device in a shirt and download it at the end and then and sort of no interaction with an athlete required. Um, so that's a powerful, useful tool, but I still believe in terms of the global load indicator, um, the session RPE, nothing nothing can replace that.
0: So let, let's talk about where things are going because, like I said to you before, I watched the um... – the ECSS talk that you gave for Catapult last year on on this, on microtechnology and and the kind of journey. Where do you think things are heading? Where's the next year, two years, five years, ten years in terms of train load?
1: Yeah, well, I think ultimately everything will be embedded, microtechnology, you know, you'll be wearing things that you won't know you're wearing, we will be able to collect lots of data. But, you know, lots of data is interesting, but it also causes a tsunami. So our skill sets in the future will be handling that data. Um, data science skills will be important, but you know I think even though we've been you know, for twenty, a lot of people have been doing this for a long time. The, the most important thing is having a good system, and um, you know and applying a system repetitively. In the future, I think it will be having you know, greater integration and, and the ability to combine scores with bigger data numbers using some of the you know, um, machine learning techniques to look at variables of interest. But fundamentally, um, I think the, uh, the, the the fundamental tools of you know internal load responses wellness won't go away. But I think we'll have more and more micro technology will give us a lot more information about the external loads that we're we're, um, we're using. In terms of research in this area, though, I think we need to do a lot of work of actually what we're doing, how effective is it, and how much does it actually contribute to a program, and is it is
0: it all necessary? Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pacey Performance its Size. So as I mentioned at the start, this clip came came from episode number 177. And you can listen to the full episode on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today, and I'll speak to you soon.